Hello there and welcome to Fabulous Folklore, the podcast for all things folklore, occult and just a bit weird. I'm your host Icy Cedric, blogger, fantasy author and your guide into these rather mysterious realms. I've got some rare things to show you, so come on in, take a look around, but be careful not to touch anything. These things sometimes bite. Well, hello there and welcome back to Fabulous Folklore with me, your host, Icy Sedgwick. I realise that I do sound quite presumptuous in saying welcome back, that I'm assuming that you're a repeat listener. And if you're not, why not? You can quite easily subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this episode on. That is the end of my shameless plug for this week. As I say, we are sliding towards Halloween. This episode goes live on the 26th of October, so we're like five days away from the big day itself. And you'll probably have noticed that you can't move in the shops for plastic pumpkins and foam headstones. YouTube is basically exploding at the seams because of all the Halloween makeup tutorials. And a lot of the television stations are obviously pumping out their back catalogue of creaky old horror films. And to be honest, there is nothing quite as good as a creaky old horror film. But if you're wanting to do something a little bit more Halloween-y on the day itself then I wanted to show you some things that you can do which kind of will align you a little bit more with what people may have done in years gone by. Obviously, I wasn't there, so I don't know for certain, but it's a good bet that this is how people may have celebrated in earlier times, but with a modern twist. And please don't panic at the mention of the word spells, because if you've ever approached a car park whispering, oh, please let there be a space, please let there be a space, or you've crossed your fingers while buying a lottery ticket, that's a really basic version of a spell. So you're basically asking the universe, the powers that be, the gods, whoever, for something. And keeping it simple is your best bet for success. So all of the things that I'm going to take you through that you can do on Halloween to protect your home, to get back in touch with your your deceased loved ones or even to find new loved ones they are all going to be quite simple and because to be honest with you when you look at fiction in particular and you look at magic systems I mean I've got one of my magic and mayhem series it can sometimes be a little bit over the top and quite complicated but we're going to be looking more at the sense of, of spells as making a wish and let's be honest few people have problems wishing on stars So we're going to start off with Halloween spells to protect your home. Now, the main reason why people would do this is there's the, you'll often hear it bandied about that the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead is thinner at Halloween. Although somebody on Twitter did point out, well, that's the point of a veil. It's thin, but it basically means that it's much easier at this time of year for the deceased to return. Not in a physical sense, because we're not all in a George A. Romero film, but sort of in terms of, their their shades returning shall we say now some people will put out a traditional candle to light the way home so that they can they can have their ancestors round for a little while but obviously you don't want just any passing spirit to wander into your house so what some people would do is obviously use jack-o'-lanterns now last episode was all about jack-o'-lanterns so i'm not going to go into them again but there is a spell that you can use if you choose to put them outside And this works if you've got an apartment and you're putting them on a windowsill or a balcony. It works if you've got a house and you're putting them outside your door. And to be honest with you, it would probably work even if you had to use fake ones because of the nature of it's the intent behind what you're doing that's important, not necessarily the thing itself. 
So, wait until dusk, which obviously considering the fact that we're now heading in towards the winter, shouldn't be too late. And you light the candles in the pumpkins. If you don't have pumpkins outside, you can always use tea lights in the house. I actually painted some glass jars to look like jack-o'-lanterns because I don't have room for pumpkins and then I put tea lights in them. Although I did have to drill quite big holes in the lid to make sure that they didn't burn out whenever I put the lid back on. Anyway, so as you're lighting the candles, recite this charm. Pumpkin, please protect my home from roof tile down to founding stone, windows, doors and all between. Guard this place on Halloween. And then when you've lit all the candles, if you're using more than one, finish the charm by saying... This spell protects my home and me, as I will it, so must it be. A lot of spells and so on that you'll come across in many books and and so on will usually have something on the end about, you know, so must it be. And it's your way of basically saying, right, this is what I intend to happen. So that is, it's a nice way to finish it off. So you're basically saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm giving you the job of protecting my house on Halloween. Don't let anyone in who's not supposed to be here. Okay. If the candles are indoors, please, please, please remember to put them out before you go to bed. There's no point trying to protect your house if you've accidentally burnt it down. So yeah, just make sure that, you know, fire safety comes first. Obviously, if they're outdoors, you don't have so much of an issue, but you might want to still put them out anyway. Garden Witch Ellen Duggan actually also offers a spell to keep ghosts away using chrysanthemums, which is quite lovely. You can use chrysanthemums that are grown outside. Or you can put a bunch in a vase. And you've no idea how many times I'd just try to say chrysanthemums and then I'm going to have to edit all of that out. Anyway, put the flowers in a vase near the door. And when you do that, you need to say, A flower fascination I spin on this Halloween night. Keep spooks and spectres far away, repel bad luck from my sight. Hear my words and let the magic flow, both hither and yon. The spell will last and ward my home until the break of dawn. And obviously basically put it in place by saying by the magic of Halloween as I will it so must it be. This one's quite interesting because it's already got its own time limit built in so it'll stop obviously at daybreak. Why? Because traditionally that's when whenever the sun comes up it chases bad things away hence why vampires disappear and so on. We're not going to go into vampires just yet although we'll probably do an episode on them in the future. If you're interested in this aspect of Halloween and having these links with the dead and who've, who've gone before and ancestors and things like that, then there's a lovely little spell that I actually found on the Goddess and the Green Man that I've reworked to make it a bit more suitable for different climates. And it's a nice way to honour people that have gone before. And it's also one that you can do as a family or in a group as well, which is quite nice. And basically, on Halloween, all you need to do is gather a white candle a dish of some sort, a packet of seeds and a separate bag. I would recommend pick seeds that are suitable for your climate and the conditions in your garden because there's kind of no point trying to grow something that's just not going to grow. So then on the day, find a quiet spot and pour the seeds into the dish. Light the candle and sit and think about your loved one. You can talk to them out loud, thank them for particular memories, reminisce about the good times. Obviously, if there's lots of you, then you can all say something about the person that you you liked or you remembered or you admired or whatever it might be. And focus on the seeds while you're doing this. And it's best to do this at Halloween because, as I say, the worlds of the living and the dead are a lot closer. If you can, let the candle burn down completely. Obviously, tea lights are a good option in this regard. And basically leave the seeds in the dish overnight. 
in the morning put the seeds in the separate bag that you had and you just keep them there until they're ready to be planted again that'll depend on the conditions in your garden and the climate as well when it's time to plant them use your right hand to plant them and then tell them that they're growing in the memory of your loved one so it's you could do this with anything really we could do it with a pet that you've lost you could do it with uh, people that you've lost and so on and it, it's just a nice way to kind of remember them if you're not into spells, and obviously I understand that some people may be hearing this episode and being like, this all just sounds like witchcraft. As I say, it's no different from hoping that you'll get a parking space or you'll get a decent table in a restaurant, quite frankly, or wanting like traffic lights to change just as you get to them. But this time of year is also really good for divination. And obviously divination is essentially a practice of not necessarily trying to foretell the future, but trying to work out where things may go based on where things are now. And in the old calendar, Halloween or Samhain, to give it its proper name, actually marked the end of the year. And if you look at a lot of accepted pagan wisdom and traditional law, at this point you've got the god and he dies and he journeys to the underworld. And the goddess moves into her crone phase and she mourns his passing, which is one of the reasons why there's these links with, with death and those who have gone before. But she does know that he's going to be reborn on the winter solstice, which is December the 21st, just in case you weren't sure. So... So it's a good time of year for being introspective, for planning what you're going to do next year. And it's about kind of waiting and recuperating and resting because it's winter. That's what the plants are doing, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere anyway. I mean, at the moment, all the trees are shutting down. They're getting ready for winter. And this is a time of year when really people should be doing the same thing, except obviously in the 21st century, everyone's busy, busy, busy all the time. So instead of waiting until January the 1st to plan your coming year, you can do it on October the 31st, which at least then gives you November and December to kind of start putting things into place. Because let's be honest, when it hits January the 1st, how many people actually keep their resolutions? Now, you can use all sorts of things for divination, which is re- what actually makes it quite fun. So it's not just complicated systems like tarot cards. And I do actually have a blog post about the history and folklore of tarot cards over on the Folklore Thursday website. It's You can use playing cards even. But one of my favourite methods is dead straightforward and you pick your a, a book off the, your bookshelf. So you ask a question, let the book fall open and the first thing that you read is your answer. And that should possibly give you something just to think about. And this is the thing with divination. You're looking for alternative perspectives on something. So you may open a book and go, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And then it gives you something to ponder. You can alternatively even use Wikipedia for this one. So ask your question and then hit random article on the home page. Or you can also do this with the radio or your iPod even. Ask a question and then make a note of the first song that you hear. You get the idea. If you do want to try something a little bit more classical on Halloween, you can try divination by pendulum. Now, you don't need a fancy pendulum. Basically all you need is something with a little bit of weight on a chain. So a pendant necklace or a key on a chain will do. It just needs to be able to swing. And what you need to do is hold your pendulum above a flat surface, basically because it gives you something to rest your elbows on, and let your pendulum hang until it falls still, which it will. And then you need to tune your pendulum. So ask a yes or no question that you know the answer is yes. So I might say, am I a Pisces? And it would then swing to yes. And to pay attention to what the movement is, because that is how it's going to say yes to you. You can then repeat the same question to find out your no. Um, You can even find out your maybe if you want. And you'll have these three different movements that you know mean yes, no and maybe. Some people it'll swing clockwise for yes and anti-clockwise for no. For other people it may swing side to side or front and back. You'll find out for yourself. 
And then basically think about the year ahead and ask questions in a yes or no format and see what your pendulum does. It's a little bit really like using a magic eight ball, essentially. And there's also a form of divination that you can try involving matches and a bowl of water. So light your match and ask a yes or no question and drop it into the water and do this twice more. If two or three matches float, then the answer is yes. If two or three matches sink, then it's a no. So there's a strange link between Halloween and love spells and romance in general and using this time of year to find out who your intended partner is going to be, if you're going to have a partner next year and all that kind of thing. So this is the time of year to sort of do these things. So quite a classical one is to sit in front of a mirror or stand in front of a mirror, whichever is more comfortable, light some candles, don't have any electric lights on, all you need to do this entirely by candlelight and then just gaze at your reflection while you're brushing your hair. And the face of your true love should appear in the mirror, sort of superimposed over yours. That's quite a, a famous one. There's another one that's equally well known, and you peel an apple while doing your best to keep the peel in one piece. So as you do, sort of think about all the qualities that you'd like in a partner. Don't think of a specific person because that's not how this works. Once you've finished, throw the peel over your right shoulder and whatever letter it resembles is your future beloved's first initial. There are links between apples, obviously, and Halloween from things like apple bobbin and so on. Also, I've got one final spell for you if you like candles. So you need a pink candle and a red candle. And on October the 30th, you rub them with jasmine oil and then you bind them in a figure of eight with red threads. So obviously, do the red thread around them in a figure of eight. And you light them and you say, Both flames of passion and tender love exist in the romance I dream of. As I seek him, her... He, she seeks me too. We'll share a love that's only true. Obviously, use the pronouns that suit you. Let the candles burn down a third and then snuff them out. And then repeat that again on October the 31st and then again on November the 1st until the candles are burned out. And that should bring the love of your life into your life. And if that happens, I want an invite to the wedding. So basically, you can try any or all of these Halloween spells, but just remember that if you do cast any of them and you do hope that they're going to work, then you do need to back them up with some kind of physical action. So if you want to protect your home, yes, a, a, a jack-o'-lantern is a great idea, but also remember to lock your doors. If you're hoping to attract the love of your life, then be a good person. And also, please just remember to water your plants. So have a very, very, very happy Halloween. I hope that you enjoy whatever it is that you end up getting up to. Please feel free to email me or tweet me and let me know what you dressed up as. Personally, I'm going to see an immersive group cinema screening of American Psycho at Newcastle Civic Centre. So that's going to be fun. Anyway, so that's it for this week. Well, as I say, hopefully you'll have a go at some of them and let me know if they work. Next week, we're going to be switching back to more kind of legends and folklore and so on. So we're going to be having a look at some of the legends of Dartmoor next week. So that should be fun. So in the meantime, have a lovely Halloween and I will see you soon. Cheerio. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to subscribe using whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. If you do use iTunes, if you could leave me a review, that would be fab. Basically, it just means iTunes are more likely to recommend this to other people. And if you're interested in more folklore, please feel free to swing by my blog, which is www.icsedgwick.com, and that's Sedgwick spelled S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And you can find all of the links, images, and other bits and pieces that hopefully you enjoy. So have an absolutely fab week ahead, and I'll see you soon. Cheerio!